0: Today on CityCast Denver. A while back, I was chatting with CityCast CEO David Plotz, who you may know from his podcast, Slate's Political Gabfest. He had all these weird questions about Denver, and it reminded me of when I moved here and was too embarrassed to ask what it means to smother a burrito. So I thought, let's do a public service here. Let's bring David on the show with a couple of lifelong Coloradans, our regular host Bree Davies and producer Alexander McMahon, to get some of these questions answered for him but maybe also for you today is thursday january 20th 2022 i'm paul caroli and this is citycast denver
1: it's funny that you know we've made like 150 i don't know how many we've made now and this is the first time david's been on the show that's true the creator of us, true. Our our father, if you will.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Welcome back to CityCast Denver. I'm Bree Davies, and we have something a little different for you today. Uh, I'm joined by my producer, Alexandra McMahon. Hello. And our big boss, David Plotz.
2: Hey, so good to be here.
3: So our other producer Paul told us that you have some questions for us.
2: Yeah, so the truth is I I'm a, I'm live in Washington DC. I've been to Denver twice, once as a little kid, once as an adult pretty recently. Uh loved loved it, but like I'm really ignorant about Denver and so I was talking to to Paul the other day and I just thought like I, I and I have some really ignorant, probably stupid questions, not really ignorant questions, but really stupid questions about Denver that I just want to get answered. And I didn't Google, I didn't do anything. I just I just thought like, what do I really want to know about Denver? So can I go? Can I ask you some questions?
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like um, you probably represent a good amount of folks in Denver, maybe that are new to the city that are like, I have some questions to ask and I don't know who to ask them to. So ask
2: away. Okay, here we go. So, I grew up hearing all about concerts at Red Rocks, which I understand is some is a place you see concerts and I remember there's a U2 live album at Red Rocks. So, honest question, is Red Rocks a natural amphitheater where you sit on rocks and things like that? Or is it just <laughs> a regular venue with regular seats that's located in a place that's called Red Rocks?
3: So, mm. Part of it is natural, in that the way that the rocks are sort of formed, it's hard to explain audibly what it looks like.
1: Alexandra, I'm giant red rocks that jut into the sky all around you, but you're sitting in like you're just sitting on like regular benches. They're like stone benches.
3: So it's like wow. a stone. It's like a outdoor amphitheater, like any other outdoor amphitheater. It was built in part through the Works Progress Administration and it's a city venue, it's a city owned venue. So technically, anybody can rent it. So that you some big things that happen here, for instance, are like, at Easter, there's a sunrise service. So you can go and sit at Red Rocks for the sunrise service. Um, Graduations sometimes happen there. But like you said, it's most famous for concerts. So it's yeah, it's just, it's, it's an actual amphitheater with, with benches for seats, but it's, it's still very outdoorsy.
2: But you yeah. don't get to sit on the big red rocks.
1: You don't get to sit on any rocks.
2: Okay. No. Good. All right. Good to know. All right. Next next question. Are you guys short of breath all the time because of the altitude?
3: <laughs> no. Yes. Short answer,
1: I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just out of breath all the time because I'm out of shape. But no, I, I think once you're here for a little while, you get adjusted. But it is a problem for sports teams and, and going back to the concerts, musicians.
2: Is it different about, depending on whether you were born there or not? So if you were born there, you were just born with these natural lungs that are adjusted to your thin air. and But people who move in are like, oh, I can't. I just – it wasn't like this in yeah. Philadelphia.
3: Yeah. Actually, I feel like when my son was born, they were saying something in the hospital that like babies – because there's like this lack of oxygen, sometimes babies are like a little bit purple – and it freaks nurses out that maybe haven't been working in Colorado for a long time, but it's a totally normal thing here. Um, but yeah, I, you're kind of just, you're used to it. But like Alexandra said, the thing, you hear so many performers uh, at live shows mention it. Like, all the time. Like, oh God, it's so hard to perform here. Which it probably is. But
2: At Red Rocks. At,
3: at Red, Red Rocks <laughs> in particular. But honestly, I, I've heard it at the Fillmore. I've heard it at the Ogden.
2: If you do move there, how long does the – till it wears off?
3: That's a good question because we're both from here, so I don't – I don't know.
2: Actually, that leads me to my next question, which is also sort of altitudinous, which is – but food related. Are either of you bakers? How do you adjust your baking?
3: Oh, Oh, gosh. You know, I've noticed in – it used to be like on a package like – I make cornbread a lot, or like, you know, bake a cake at home or whatever. The package used to give you altitude directions, and they've stopped doing that because and it's a myth.
1: It's That's a what myth, I was gonna Bree. say was like, <gasps> I, I, <laughs>
3: really? I would then Google it, and I found that they're like, it doesn't really make a difference.
1: No, I've I've baked all my life, David, in Colorado, and it's never been a problem. I've never adjusted or used the high altitude instructions, and my things come out fine.
2: Whoa. That, that that is the hottest take of CityCast Denver this week. <laughs> uh,
3: I was like, some professional bakers may have a problem with that, but I'm with you. I've never noticed a difference whether I've followed those directions or not. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com.
2: Okay, next question. Slightly controversial. Do you guys hate Boulder and all people from Boulder?
1: Oh, wow. I take offense to that. I went to school in Boulder. Uh, proud buff. And I love Boulder. I, yeah. No no hate from Boulder here. What about you, Brie?
3: Oh, yeah. No, I don't hate Boulder at all either, actually. I, the thing is, I didn't know a ton of people growing up that lived or were from Boulder. It's mostly folks like Exandra that went to school there. Um, I think like anything it's more about how their municipalities operate like who gets to live in boulder and versus it's not the people themselves it's like the the kind of city that it is but um i don't i think boulder's fine i always i used to go up there a lot for concerts so you know it's a concert town too so
2: okay i don't don't believe you but that's fine
3: (laughs) i really don't (laughs) neither of us have super strong feelings against boulder
2: well, Alexandra is, is in the tank for Boulder, but I don't believe you, Bree. But it's okay. It's all she's right. Holding back. She's I holding back. I just want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. I swear. Okay. Next question. Just a, just a few more to go. <laughs> so is Denver the kind of small feeling city where basically you go to the coffee shop and there's John Hickenlooper and like, and then you go to the coffee shop the next day. Oh, and there's John Hickenlooper again. Is it like that small, or is it? Does it feel vast and you? You never see anybody.
3: I mean, I saw John Hickenlooper at a Sonic Youth show once. So, (laughs) you know, he is like a, (laughs) a guy you can see anywhere. I mean, as we've grown as a city, the thing that I've found interesting is if you saw a guy with an orange mohawk walking down the street, you'd be like, oh, that's Jimmy so and so. It didn't, you knew it was the guy. Now there might be like five guys with orange mohawks, and it's not Jimmy the so-and-so. So So in that aspect, we've grown. There's more people. But I find almost everywhere I go, I run into somebody I know, or I can have a conversation with someone for five minutes at a coffee shop, and it turns out we probably know some of the same people. So to me, Denver is still a small, has that small town aspect about it.
1: Alexandra, what about you? I never run into anyone I know, but I think Bree is more popular than I am. (laughs) I don't know about if that's what has what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, I do think, though, that it is um, not unusual to run into people or or see people that, you know, maybe you don't know them personally, but you know of them and you're just like, oh, it's that person. Um, So, yeah. We're not that big. I
3: mean, geographically, we're not a huge city. So it's very possible to run into folks, you know.
2: All right. Next last question. I know the Rocky Mountains are in one direction because you cannot look at any picture of Denver without there being some dang mountainscape in the background. Does anyone ever go in the other direction? What is in the other direction? Is there anything there?
3: Uh, Yes, our third largest city in the state, uh, Aurora, is to the east of us. And it is, I believe, population-wise, more diverse than Los Angeles. So It's also, I mean, it's, it's where a lot of our immigrant and refugee communities exist. So obviously for a lot of folks, that means great food that you don't necessarily find in Denver, but there's also, it has its own very vibrant, um, arts community park system. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, it's a whole other, Aurora is totally different from Denver. And if you are not looking the mountains direction, that's what you're actually looking at is Aurora.
1: Well, and I mean, if you want to go past Aurora, what Bree is referring to is uh, pre-Kansas. She's being very kind <laughs> to the Eastern Plains. And there are lovely people out there and there are cool Pre-Kansas. things going on. But it just cracks me up. Like, even if you've lived in Colorado all your life, there's a good chance that you're like, I don't know what goes on out there. I, I don't know. We just don't go. We don't go out there.
2: <laughs> That's it. Have you ever been out there, Xandra?
1: Uh. No, I don't think I have. And I should. I want to go visit like Lamar is out there on the eastern plains. Um, But yeah, no, I have not really spent any time past. So if you go south, there's like an eastern town near Colorado Springs where I grew up and it's called Falcon. And that was about as east as I went. But it's not very east.
3: (laughs) I mean, I have relatives in Kansas, so I had to drive that direction many times.
2: So if you drive east, it's just kind of once you get past Aurora, it's a featureless Landscape of ranches and farms.
3: Yeah, if if you if that, I mean, yeah. you don't really even see much of that.
1: But it's crazy because it's actually a huge part of the state.
3: Like yes it's it's and, like and half it goes of the state. all the
1: way down. Yeah, because Denver, like the Front Range, is kind of right down the middle of Colorado, and then all, everything to the west of it is the mountains, and everything to the east is the Eastern Plains, which is just like barren. Yeah.
2: Last question. Okay. I could have definitely Googled this. Is John Denver from Denver, even though his most famous song is about West Virginia?
3: No, and I always joke that people that love and identify John Denver with Denver are clearly transplants, because he's not from Denver. (laughs) But my sister would disagree with me, who also grew up here, and is like a raging John Denver fan. But um, I believe he grew up in multiple places but I think he was born in New Mexico which I mean what's interesting is the parts of Colorado that he tends to sing about are not the kinds of things that we actually share with our New Mexico neighbors but there are a lot of aspects of Colorado culture that are intersecting with New Mexican culture as well so but no he is not from Colorado.
2: I feel so, uh, well, on the one hand, I feel disillusioned because now all my fantasias about Denver have vanished. On the other hand, I feel super educated and I'm grateful (laughs) to you guys. Thank you.
3: You're welcome. I hope we could be helpful in some sense.
1: Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for bringing the cool questions, David.
0: So, how do you think Brie and Alexandra did? Do altitude directions really matter for your baking? Do you actually hate Boulder? I know I was struggling not to jump in with my favorite parts of the Eastern Plains, and I bet you were too. So give us a call and let us know. We're at 720-500-5418. Leave us a voicemail with your name and neighborhood, and we'll play it on the show for all the new people who were too embarrassed to ask. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. As of yesterday, the King's Super Strike has entered week two, with more than 8,000 workers still out on the picket line calling for an end to unfair labor practices, higher pay, and safer work conditions. The union and the company have been in negotiations all week, but it's not going well. On Tuesday, a judge partially granted the company's request for a temporary restraining order the order limits the number of picketers allowed outside each store to 10 and bars them from obstructing access to the stores, which I hear there have been complaints about. According to the Denver Post, the order comes in response to the company's allegations of intimidation and racial slurs targeting customers. Meanwhile, Governor Jared Polis' office announced Tuesday that the state will be giving out free KN95 masks. He said they'd be available at libraries, community centers, and fire stations across the state, quote, after January 19th, which was yesterday. But the rollout has been a little rocky so far. Denver Public Library says they don't have any masks, and they're not sure what the governor was talking about. One librarian kindly asked folks on Twitter to please be nice to the library staff who tell you that. Hopefully they can get it all sorted out soon, because, ooh-wee. These KN95s, oh my gosh, they are so good. They are so comfortable and safe. You're going to want to get yourself a few of these puppies. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can do it on Spotify now. And subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Have a good one.
3: Colorado small town. Oh my God. Uh oh. We sorry. lost. <laughs> Sandra recording live from her closet and. <sighs>
2: Skeleton
1: fell on you guys. I'm sorry. I was
3: like, why did those look like Halloween decorations? I'm
1: so sorry.
2: Does everyone in Denver have a skeleton in their closet?
1: <laughs> Literally, I do.